Hey y'all, it's your girl Moni and welcome back to episode 13 of the Keeping It Real Pretty Podcast. First of all, I want to say, um, what are we? We are in April 1st. Happy 420. We are a cannabis-friendly podcast, so let me just put that disclosure out there. But happy 420 to my cannabis-friendly people, my cannabis-friendly listeners and all that jazz. Um, I hope you are partaking responsibly and you are enjoying yourself. So happy Wednesday on this good Wednesday afternoon. Um, as always, thank you guys for tuning in, listening, sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. Um, thank you for interacting on my Instagram pages. Um, yeah, just thank you guys. I always like to just be thankful and grateful and let the people know that I'm appreciative who support. Um, things are going good, feeling pretty good today. I'm off today, so that's good. Um, so just kind of want to get into it. Um, I know it's been like a busy week in celebrity news and irregular news, but um, I got sent this article that I want to go ahead and I'm going to read part of it to you guys. I will link the article in the description of the podcast so that you guys can um, check it out and read the article in its entirety for yourselves if you would like. So I got sent this article by a friend of mine and um, needless to say, okay, so the article is titled, Why More Black Women Should Consider Marrying White Men. And it's um, by a professor from Stanford School of Law. He essentially wrote the article about Kentanji Brown-Jackson, the newly appointed Supreme Court Justice, and Kamala Harris, our Vice President of the United States, about how them being married to white men has contributed to the success and the, I guess you want to say, the lateral career moves of which their political careers have taken off recently. So let me just um, read you part of the article and then you know we're about to discuss. So let's get into it. So the title of the article is called Why More Black Women Should Consider Marrying White Men. It was um, published on April 4th. No, it was originally published in the New York Post on April 1st of 2022. So, okay, two of the most powerful positions in the United States government will soon be held for the first time by black women, Kamala Harris and Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Harris, as we all know, is a vice president of the United States, and Brown-Jackson could soon become the Supreme Court justice. But Harris and Brown... Harris and Brown Jackson also share a personal attribute that is equally noteworthy. Each has a white husband. This fact is significant. The effects of racism have left well-educated black women with a paucity of black male uh, partners. According to to the Brookings Institute data, Black men are less likely than black women to have completed high school and 50% less likely to have attained a four-year college degree. Yet, despite the shortage of suitable black partners, black women have also been the least likely of any minority group to marry outside of their race, according to data from the Pew Research Center. So I'm just going to stop there. 
because those two significant stats are like what blew my mind. Like I said, I will link the full article to the New York's post um, editorial that he wrote in the description of the podcast. But did you guys catch that stat? Like, that's a serious stat. And I'm going to read that one for you guys again. He said that according to Brookings Institute data, black men are less likely than black women to have completed high school and 50% less likely to have attained a four-year college degree. 50%. Yet, despite this shortage of suitable black partners, black women have also been least likely of any minority group to marry outside of their race. Okay, so let's just dive into this right quick. Let's just get right to the meat and potatoes. And I'm going to light this one up because this is definitely a conversation that requires some that requires a sense of calm and relaxation because I just don't want to offend anybody by anything that I say or you know try to get you guys to be swayed one way or another so the fact that you know let's just put some standard things out there we tend to date in our environment when I say we date in our environment we typically date within the communities and the social groups and the uh, classes or whatever that we are a part of and with saying that, I've seen, like, we've seen the recent headline stories of the young African gentleman, Toby. I'm going to say gentleman because I'm going to try to be polite on this episode. But we all know what happened to Toby. Toby got his ass stabbed by his white girlfriend. And Toby also hated black women. But anywho, yeah, so the fact that the stat also mentions that black women are less likely to date outside their west like houston we got a problem here okay the dating pool is already contaminated with pee and the fact that you know because we date within our environment and we date who we have access to like we like to date people who are equally yoked to us or better we also like to have someone who we could vibe with educationally, financially, spiritually, just mentally. And the fact that women are literally running circles around black black women, let me say, the fact that black women, I can only speak from a black woman because I'm a black woman and I date black men and I'm open to dating anybody of any race as long as they treat me right and there's chemistry. But to state that fact like, Black women are literally running circles around black men when it comes to education. And there is no woman, like, we talk, have the submission conversation about women wanting to submit. Like, yo, every woman, no matter what education level that she's at, she's going to want a man who is a little advanced than her, like, to protect, if not advanced, at least on the level of which she's on, to protect, provide, and just be a partner to her. The fact that we're running circles around men black men when it comes to education like yo that's a problem um 
dating within our environment and in this day, like with the black community when it comes to dating we seem a little at war with each other and with that stat i understand why even a little more now because here we have like you have black women who are doing far better than their counterparts in most cases who don't want to settle for less but yet we're constantly told that we should if we're average we should shuttle for average but the numbers are not numbering the math is not mathing if 50 percent of black men are less likely to graduate high school and obtain degrees and black women are less likely to date outside their race what are we to do it seems like we are put in a situation to settle now i'm not saying dating outside of your race and dating a white man is just going to magically improve your life but let's be real there is a certain type of access that a man of a white male of a certain statue of a certain standing of a certain economic class there's a certain status that he can provide to you that apparently our counter like our bro our black bros can't provide to us just for the simple fact that they don't want to get educated or they don't want to finish high school in most cases sometimes and i know people have things that they go through and you know life happens circumstances happen or whatever but black men education is your friend I'm not telling you you got to go to a four-year college or you got to go get your doctorate's degree or a PhD, but it pays to have some type of education that can provide you with a stable, good income, whether that's a trade of going to plumbing school or engineering school or whatever, like... Don't let this be what our community fails on. The fact that 50% of our men are not educated. And with that stat, our women don't want to date them naturally. But we also don't want to date outside our race because we have this loyalty to black men. And when saying that, like, women... We need to understand this too. If we are average, like we're not making seven, eight figures, we're not out here traveling the world and this and that and the other, like you can't expect to meet a man who's making eight to seven, seven to eight, nine figures, who's this world traveling man. Now you might hear in Austin because you know, Austin's become like this melting pot. We got, we've become essentially the Silicon Valley of the South. But when you're talking about the average black woman from Austin, Texas, who's from the urban neighborhoods or the hoods of Austin, they are not coming in contact with those type of high value men 
unless we work with them, we're networking with them, or we're dating outside of our race, quite honestly. There's a pocket of guys here that are black that are considered, that could be considered high value men. But like I said, it's a pocket, a handful. And when I say a handful, I'm saying you still got fingers left on the hand (laughs) with the handful. And all of that, with interracial dating, there are also dangers. And when I said talk about interracial dating, so don't get me wrong. Like, my oldest daughter, she's biracial. She's half Mexican, half black. Her dad was Mexican, straight from Mexico. I'm, when I tell you I don't discriminate, I don't discriminate. So, it's like when you want to date outside your race. I didn't aim to try to date a guy outside of my race who was comfortable and fully immersed in black culture appropriation. And that's one thing I don't get about you guys. You date outside your race, but you pick someone who culturally appropriates your way, your race. For instance, let's say like the typical black male. And I see this a lot here. Like if you go to our outskirts, Swiggerville, Round Rock, like, yo, Half the black guys from those suburbs, they definitely are dating someone out. They are dating, married to, and have kids with someone outside their race. When I say that, I say that to, you know, if you're going to date outside your race, don't date a white girl with Tanisha's dialect and attitude. Don't date Chad, who has... Tyrone and who has Tyrone and you know uh little day day them attitude you know or you dating Chad and he hangs around nothing but black people and he appropriates the culture you date Becky and she appropriates the culture or you it could be outside it could be Consuela or Juan you dating them and their culture appropriating the black culture And it's like, no, that part of dating outside your race, I don't get. If I'm going to date outside my race, I'm going to date outside of my race. I'm going to date somebody who's comfortable and secure within their culture and who is them in their culture. I don't need you to be me in, in your culture. I need you to be you in your culture. So, like, yo, every time I see someone who's like a black man or woman who dates outside of their race and it's someone who appropriates black culture like I side eye you because I'm like why don't you just date someone within your race that shares your culture and who is not appropriating it but I'm not gonna go on a tangent about that that and I've never seen it's and it's like when they say that black women don't tend to date outside the race. I understand why. We're really not coming across a bunch of men outside of our race as black women who like like we know that there are certain things that men of other cultures fetishize. They fetishize certain things about a black woman and that's why they're into them like our body types, our body shapes, um Facial features, just like mannerisms, attitudes, cooking food-wise, you know, things like that. And 
if that's why you want to date me, I don't want to date you. Date me for me. Date me because you want to know about my culture and you want to teach me about yours. Like, that's when I look at interracial dating, that's what I want to see. Like, my oldest daughter's dad, like, when I say he was straight from Mexico, his mom didn't know any English. Like, Mexico, I'm not going to go into detail, but yeah, it's like, I wasn't trying to make him a black boy in a Mexican body. I liked him for who he was. I liked his work, you know, whatever. But anywho, it's like we just got to also keep in mind the dangers of dating outside of our races. Like, I do remember when I was single at one point and being on dating apps such as Tinder and Bumble. And that was really the only time that I really had, like, people outside of being black take an interest in wanting to date me. And most of the time, it kind of weirded me out because it wasn't like they were on, hey, let's go out, let's meet, get to know each other, and let's see where this goes. It was more on some, they fetishized you because you were black and they just wanted to have a sexual encounter or a sexual experience with the black girl so they could see what it's like. And it was like, no, I'm not, I don't want to be your little black little secret. I don't want to be your little black fantasy that you get to fulfill, like, yeah, that'll come if we're together. But if we're not together, like, no, I'm not doing that with you. Like, I'm not Mano. I don't need you to dress up as a slave owner and treat me like a slave. Like, no. And even that, like, I said it last week on Keeping It Real Sexy. Like, I see with the black men and the women of other cultures. And I'm just like, we won't date. That, like, that statistic keeps sticking out to me. Let's not keep going back to it. Black women want to date outside their waist. But look at how comfortable black men are dating outside of their waist. Like, black men, like I said last week, will literally put up with endless humiliation from a non-black woman. Endless using and abusing, like, endless emasculation from... A white woman until they snap and I know they do it with black women black women too but look at the way that we've dragged Jada in comparison to how people are like would drag Kim for what she's doing to Kanye or Kim for her actions of what's going on with her divorce during Kanye like it's so much more acceptable for a non-black woman to you know, level up or use or abuse or, you know, mistreat or emasculate a black man than it is for a black woman. And I just really have to ask the question, like, yo, as a black people, if our numbers, like if the family numbers are decreasing and our culture is decreasing, population is decreasing, what do we do to save the black community? Like... We can't save the black community by interracially dating. And, you know, Kevin, I I watched a clip from Kevin Samuels where he asked this question to a lady who was engaged for like 10, 15 years. And she left her boyfriend because she said that he wasn't sexually 
fulfilling to her, but she wasn't really having any luck finding anybody new to date. And he started talking about, well, how do we save the black community? And he told her that black men can date outside of their race. It's more common it's easier for black men to date outside their race so they can easily have access to women of other cultures and make black kids. The kids will be black as long as the dad is black. But I honestly disagree with that. Like, yo, your kids are who you are. If you are 100% black, black and black, black on black, then your kids are definitely going to be black on black if you are procreating with a black person. If you are a black person and you are procreating with something, someone else of another race your kids are biracial so his whole theory was that you know black men can procreate with women outside of black the black race and save the black community i think the fuck not oh okay well there went that i was supposed to be you know trying to keep it real professional and light today but yeah no i think the fuck not no you cannot save the black community by intercommingling with other races and internationally interracially dating um it just brings us back to like those two statistics just the 50 percent of black men don't finish high school or you know are less likely to obtain degrees and the black women won't date outside their race look homegirls Black women, I'm going to break it down and talk to y'all right quick. Despite the fact that we are out educating ourselves and we are running circles around black men, we have got to learn that we got to be realistic with our expectations when it comes to men and dating sometimes. Like, we can't get this miracle, once-in-a-lifetime man if we are not in the environments, like if our environment, our careers, our free time, like if all of that is not gelling together for us to meet this miracle knight in shining armor, like, yo, let it go. We've got to get back to dating realistically. And black women, do not box yourself in a box to feel like we have this unspoken obligation to just date black men in order to save the black community we got to save ourselves first there is no black community without black people and if you can't save and love yourself first you can't save your community you cannot save your community and black women in this time frame like yo i'm gonna tell you do what's best for you whether it's you dating Tyrone, who's the same race as you, or you dating Chad, who's white, or you dating Juan, or you dating whoever of whatever race, Habib, or whoever. Like, date who is for you. Date who is on your level. Date who is gelling with your ideals and traditions when it comes to life. Men. Black men. Black men. My brothers, yo, you guys are in a race right now and you're in last place. I'm just going to say that. Like y'all's behavior just in 2022 alone, like you guys are in last place. Okay. There's nothing wrong with being educated. 
there's nothing wrong with obtaining a degree. There's nothing wrong with obtaining a trade. There's nothing wrong with working. We don't, we seem to be getting away from this idea of wanting to work and like scamming and quick money and residual income. Like residual, you don't get no goddamn residual income unless you work, okay? That's where your fucking residual income comes from. Like black men, educate yourselves. Go get an education. You'll go so much further in life and you'll succeed and you'll have so much more opportunity in front of you. If you educate yourself and you put yourself in the right rooms and in the right spaces and places with the right people. Like, like, do do we want black love or do we want interracially happy ever after? Like, for real. Like, for real. Like, I'm one of those people, I'm all for black love. Like, I feel at the heart of my heart, like, I want a black husband. I want, if I'm ever to get married, I want my husband to be black. I want him to be black. I don't want to have to explain my culture. I don't want to have to explain traditions. I don't want to have to explain any of that to him. I want him to already know and that be something that we can bond over with us both being African-American. But don't get me wrong. If I so find happen and God so finds to decide to make my soulmate and my husband someone of another race outside of being black, like, yo, I'm still going to feel the same way. I want to be, like, as much as I don't want to explain it to him, if I love him and that's my soulmate, I'm going to explain it to him because I want him to share into my life, you know, just like I would want to share into his life. But honestly, I don't foresee me settling down with a white man. Despite what this whole article is saying, like, I would foresee myself settling down with a black man, which would be my first preference, or a Hispanic, Italian, Middle Eastern, like, somebody, like, a white man, like, yeah, like, I've never really, like I said, I've never really dated a white guy before, but the ones that I have been around, like, most of them just wanted to occult, like, culturally appropriate black culture, and it turned me off. So it was like, yo, I don't need you to act like Tyrone. I can go get Tyrone if I want Tyrone. I don't need you to be an imitation white Tyrone. Like, fuck that shit. But, and all in all in saying that, like, people just do what makes you happy. Be with who is like you. Be with who loves you. I know the whole aspect of love and relationships, it's more than about emotions and feelings. Like, marriage and love and all that stuff, it's a business as well. And all I want to tell you is that, just think of it in the terms of, if your soulmate, if your business partner cares about you and respects you as you and for who you are, Like, yo, they ain't never going to do you wrong in business when it comes to the business part. So you won't have to worry about the betrayal and and the second guessing and the trust issues. But, like, seriously, I'm going to leave this podcast episode off on this note with these two stats. Black men are 50% less likely to obtain degrees. 
Black women are less likely to date outside their race. We date in our community. We date in our environment. We date who we have access to. We date who we feel we are educationally, financially, spiritually, and mentally mentally yoked to. And in saying all of that, people, date who is for you. Date who is for you. Date who likes you. It might not be your first choice, but guess what, girl? You Guess what, girl, boy, whoever? You can learn to fall in love with someone. You can grow to fall in love with someone. We base everything so much on physical attraction, appearance, and look. But sometimes it's got to be more than that. Like, yo, I can date somebody who might not be a looker to you, but, you know... He might be a looker to me, and the fact that he's doing for me might make him even sexier to me. So, date who's for you. Date who makes you happy. Date who aligns with your energy, your spirit, and your future. Until next time, I don't want to keep you guys long, so I am going to wrap this episode up. And until next time, remember to stay safe especially with the mask mandates being lifted with travel and everything like yo stay safe if you still feel comfortable wearing your mask don't let nobody's bitch ass bully you into not wearing a mask keep using your hand sanitizer because people are still disgusting no matter what the numbers of covid rates tell you covid infection rates tell you and drink your water. Like, yo, let's stay hydrated. A lot of the dissension we have, too, we not attracted to each other. And I feel like if we just get on a major hydration plan, hi- hydrate, eat healthy, exercise, we will start to find each other desirable again. <laughs> Maybe it's a stretch, but it sounds good. But until next time, you guys, I love you. Stay safe. Mind your business. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to rate and share the podcast. And yeah, send the pod, text the podcast to your like text friend group so people can hear me. Like I'm trying to build up my viewers. I'm trying to build up my numbers. Let's go. So until next time, people, I love you. Bye.